This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey there. This is Lesson 21 of the Equine Clicker 101 podcast on the Horse Radio Network. Teaching your horse to cross tie like a boss. Equine Clicker 101 is a bot podcast that takes you to the class to learn and practice clicker training for your horse. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. They are Jeffers Pet and Equine and Cavalor Feed. This is Shauna Karish, and in today's episode, what we're going to do is talk about how to help our horses to like and appreciate and be sensible, I guess is really a good word, in the cross ties, or even if we're just tying with one tie and not using two ties. But we're going to teach them how to respond nicely, to be safe, and to so we can use the cross ties. One of the things that people ask me about all the time is where can I get clickers? Where can I get targets? Where can I get the side bucket? All those little pieces. And, you know, you can go to my website because that's some of these things I've just made out of, out of necessity. So you can find them on my website, which is www.on-target-training.com. So it's on target training with those two hyphens in between. Another thing you can do for all of your other horsey needs, I recommend you go to Jeffers Pet. Jeffers Pet and the equine can take care of you. It could take care of your dog and it could take care of your horse. So why don't we learn a little bit more about Jeffers Pet? Jeffers Equine provides quality horse supplies at affordable prices. Located in Dothan, Alabama, Jeffers combines the best of both worlds. As a family-owned tack and supply company, you get the kind of customer service only a small business can offer. Yet, with Jeffers' combined buying power of pet, livestock, and equine e-commerce sites, you get a wide variety of products at reasonable prices. So when you need tack or supplies for your horse life, from draft to mini or casual trail to competitive sport, www.jeffersequine.com has you covered. Okie dokie. Well, this is, I, I, some people choose not to use cross ties and will teach their horses just a single tie. <clears throat> some horses teach their horses stay or a stand, which we actually reviewed in an earlier, um, an earlier lesson that we did. And I think that cross ties though are a really good, um, good re good thing to have where you can it's a great thing for your horses and it can help your farriers. It can help your, your vets. A lot of times it helps them to feel more comfortable. Lesson number five was the stand and stay uh, um, lesson. So you can go back and review that if you like to, because it is something that we can use as part of this lesson as well. But there's several things <clears throat> to work on when we're doing cross ties. One is the sensation of pressure can be quite startling for a new horse. So that is something we need to kind of prepare them for and teach them what that feels like. Some horses come and they already have a history with cross ties and it's not so good. So sometimes that feeling of pressure and they'll just break through those cross ties right and left. And so clearly that one needs to learn how to do it. And, and then it's a lot of times mixed up with kind of nerves and maybe not the best emotional place. So what we want to do is get them to be familiar with the sensation of the pressure and, and we, we're using the target. We can help them to respond correctly with that. But we also want to really 
classically condition the cross ties. And so a little reminder of what classic conditioning is, it is basically trying to take something that's neutral, or in this case, it might be unpleasant, in which case we call it counter conditioning. So think of it like scales. So for counter conditioning, it's scales that are out of balance. There's a lot of weight on the side of the scale. It says, I hate the cross ties. Cross ties make me feel trapped. They're scary. Bad things happen here. You know, it could be a whole load of things that are behind it for your horse. So what we're going to do is we're going to start putting weight on the other side of the scale, the scale that's high. Every time we put a little weight on that side of the scale by using the positive reinforcement, by actually feeding them, we start to get, we start to rebalance those scales and we get to a point where it's neutral, but we're going to keep going. So it becomes something they actually like. So as we're counter conditioning it, we're getting it to that place where it's kind of neutral, it's better, but we're going to take it further and make sure it's actually classically conditioned. So classic conditioning, just a little reminder there, a little science lesson for you is, is like the Pavlovian condition. Meaning, you remember Pavlov's dogs and he would ring a bell, then feed him dinner and ring a bell and feed him dinner and ring a bell and feed him dinner. Well, pretty soon the sound of the bell meant food to them. And they, it, you got the physical response of them drooling when they heard the bell. So what we want to do in classic conditioning is going on all the, all over the place, things that have a strong positive reinforcement history, particularly they start to think, I love that. I don't even know why I like it. It just makes me feel good. Endorphins and dopamines are being released. And I like this thing. And so that is what that other side of the cross ties is. Once we get them kind of where they're not unpleasant, now we start classically conditioning. So they just think, I love the cross ties. Why wouldn't I want to be in the cross ties? So we really want to weigh heavily on trying to just make that simple process be really reinforcing. So it can be a little bit of a different process for different horses. So if you have a horse who's neutral to it, their issue just may be the uncertainty. So but if you have a horse who's has, and my Murray was like this, he did not like the cross ties. He broke out of them all the time in the beginning. And it was worry. You could see he wasn't just trying to get out for fun. He was actually worried and felt like he needed to get out of them or some one little thing would trigger him. But I made sure that he could get out of them. I don't want a horse trapped in the cross ties. So we want to be sure we'll talk about that in a minute. But so in the beginning, he didn't even like going to the cross tie area. There were too many horses, too much activity, unpleasant things that happened to him apparently in his past in the cross ties. So it wasn't something he liked. So what I did is I would take him to the cross ties, to the cross tie area and not even, not even hook the cross ties. I would just take him there and feed, 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 and take him away. So he started thinking, I love standing in this place. So once we get him where he loves standing in this place, it makes it easier to transition to the other things because now we've created a better reinforcement history or better association with the cross ties. So in Murray's case, he saw the cross ties and he had a reinforcement history. It was just unpleasant. And he thought, this is bad. It's, it's more, I have more need to get out of here than I have desire to stay here. Because remember, everything our horses do outside of like reflexive things behavior, reflexive responses, it's pretty much decisions they make. And they're going to choose a thing with the strongest or best reinforcement history. So they're either going to do something, get something they like, or avoid something they don't like. So for Murray's case, he was avoiding something he didn't like. He thought, I don't like it here. I can break out and I can be gone from here. And, and actually he wouldn't even leave. He would just break them and they'd stay there. But it was very clear he was way over 
way over a threshold. And for him, it was the trappedness that was part of it. So he, it just was created a lot of worry. So by just feeding him there, pretty soon he's like, I love going to this place. Good things happen. So I took him to the different crossed eyes and I'd feed him, feed him, feed him until I could feel like he would stand there. He'd be eating. He would be relaxed. I could start feeding slower and he was just comfortable being there. So that's really going to be your step one that I would do even if the horse doesn't have a bad reinforcement history. If we start off with a good reinforcement history, we're kind of have we've given ourselves that much of an advantage. It's a way that we can really help set ourselves and the horse up for success, which of course is so important in all of the training. So now let's talk about the um, cross ties a little bit. There's so many different gadgets you can get. You can go to Jeffers for this kind of thing. You can, there's all different sorts of safe gadgets where the horse can actually break the cross tie. You can use something as simple as bailing twine, but they have different, you know, different ones that will, you can put the rope through that you can do things where they can actually, instead of it snapping and then hurting themselves because they can actually do damage to their pole. We want to be able to give them something where they can break away and, and it, we can keep them safe. So I don't want something that they're going to be trapped in. A lot of times that being trapped can make it worse for them in the long run. But if a horse feels that worried that they have to get away, I think it's really important that we see that and we can respect that and we can think, well, then I still have my work cut out for me before we go to, to actually attaching them. So always think about having safe halter and safe cross ties. Um, I'm not a big proponent of the rope halter because of the, the one, the nylon does not break. So every, anything should have a breakaway on a halter, in my opinion, so that if it gets caught, if they get trapped, it, it can break and they can, they can break away and not do damage, break their neck or do damage to their pole. So I think that part's really important, but the cross tie are the rope halters. Actually, the knots on them are sitting right over very sensitive um, nerve centers. So any little thing can actually be quite, um, actually painful for your horse. So while you might get a response with it that you're like, but look, he doesn't pull back. But I think we really want to be conscientious of thinking, but we want them emotionally to feel like they're in a good place. So it isn't that they're, I don't, we never, in my opinion, anyway, I never want to create, um, create behavior because of equipment. I want to create behavior because they understand what's expected of them, how to do it, and they can show me that they're comfortable with it. So while a rope halter may create something for you, I would really prefer it if you will uh, make sure that your horse is really happy there and content there and, and comfortable being there. So get a nice wide, remember the wide halters are actually nicer because they it disperses the pressure. A narrow something is going to concentrate the pressure and make it much stronger. And then, um, and make sure it has a breakaway. So if you're using a nylon halter, like a, a nice wide halter, be sure that there's a strap in there. There's something in there that you can get even kind of leather breakaways that are part of it so that you are keeping your horse safe. And I have seen accidents in the cross ties that have resulted in, um, in horses dying. So a horse. So I, that, that's my little, I had to do that little part. I have to preach to you a little bit there, but let's really always keep safety is always the most important thing now, isn't it? Okay. So now that we have a nice, we've chosen some of the different options that you can have to have nice, safe cross ties, things that break away, or even like I said, even bailing twine will break. 
Um, so now that we've got safe cross ties, and I also like those quick releases on them, but you can kind of research that part a little bit more. So just go to Jeffers and, and you'll find out more about that. So um, now that we have good cross ties and we've started off with a beginning piece, like I said, where your horse will stand calmly in the cross ties. They will stand there. They like being there. They think the cross ties are the bomb. They just think they're, that area is a really good area. Well, now it's start to it's time to start teaching them the next part, which is actually going to be the pressure and sensation of being tied. Now, a lot of times what I do with, an, and of course, before we go to this, we want to make sure our horse knows to lead and they know the feeling of pressure and they or the, the feeling of a tactile cue. Because I don't want it to be a cue that is based and taught. The impetus for the behavior isn't in the cross, in, in the pressure. The impetus for the behavior came from teaching them, here's the feeling of a rope, here's a target. Here's a feeling of rope. Here's a target. Here's a feeling of rope. Here's a target. Till they feel the feeling of the rope, you know, tugging slightly. And they think, oh, that means go forward because they anticipate the, the target coming out. So that's the whole leading exercise, which is a separate exercise. So I'm making an assumption that they know that part. But still, when we put them in the cross ties, feeling that pressure can make them panic sometimes. So what I recommend you do, and we're going to start off doing, because we're going to start with somebody who really doesn't know much about the cross ties. And what we'll do is we will um, start just with one cross tie and, and get them used to feeling that pressure and what to do with the pressure. And the best way to do that from what I found is actually to use the target. So what we will do is we will use the target and as they're there and they're standing calmly with it attached to their halter on the, the one side, if they're standing calmly and that's great and I reinforce them for that. One of the things I think is really important is to remember that the tiniest little step is one we should acknowledge and make sure that they are really comfortable with. Sometimes they can go, okay, I'm attached, I'm standing quietly, but I'm a little bit worried. And that can easily lead to that trigger stacking where one, one adrenaline piles on top of adrenaline, which piles on top of adrenaline until we get this big reaction. And, and I do akin that to us watching a scary movie. So you're watching a scary movie and then the phone rings and we jump out of our skin and the phone can ring all day long and we don't care, but we're watching the scary movie and we're like, don't go in the house or whatever we're doing. And then the phone rings and we just kind of, it pushes us over the edge. That's trigger stacking. Well, our horses have that all the time. So if we can break down the little pieces and be sure that piece is really okay, we're really going to set them up for success and help prevent some of the emotional baggage that can come from, from having bad experiences and things. So I will, I, we're going to attach the cross tie and we're going to reinforce them for that and be sure that they're okay with that. And they look, their eyes look soft, their mouth looks, their nose looks soft, their mouth looks soft. They don't have a pointy chin. Their lips don't look hard. Their head isn't high. All of these things that tell us so much about how they are feeling really it is telling us a lot about their tension level and their stress or their frustration so we are going to look for all those things when we feel like no they really look calm and and I, I want to always remind people sometimes certain things my Bugsy his little lip his top lip was square all the time and it had nothing to do with worry he just that's what he did he was like a prehensile lip so knowing your horse and knowing what what their tension looks like is very very helpful so when you feel like your horse is really calm and relaxed the next thing we're going to do is we're going to introduce the target so what I want to do is I will take them a little bit forward 
So they start to feel the slightest bit of tension on the cross ties so that they are actually feeling, oh, I'm attached, but I don't take it to the point where they can't reach it. I just right there and then I back it straight up. So when they feel it, I want them to feel that pressure and anticipate coming back. So I use the target to guide them almost to the point where it's taut, but they're very sensitive. They know it's feeling a little more tension. And then I back them up and then I reinforce them for that. So I want to reinforce them, reinforce them, reinforce them. If I reinforce them when they're feeling pressure on the cross ties, we can inadvertently teach them that if I go push on the cross ties, I'll get fed. Instead, I want them to understand the sensation, but realize, but when I give back to that pressure and I back up, so there's slack again, that's when I can get the click and, and fed. So I can get the, the bridge and the reinforcement comes when I soften again. So I hope that makes sense to everybody. So I practice that a bit and I go all the different directions. So I'll start maybe going forward first. So they're going forward and they can feel it a little bit and they learn to come back. Then I ask them to come over to the side so they can feel it and they can come back. And then I'll ask them to back up and then I'll ask them to come forward and, and relinquish that pressure again. So I want them to understand and then I'll make it where it gets a little bit tighter. I mean, I don't make it. I'm asking them to go forward to the point where it is a little bit tighter, but then they can come back because I want it if they do walk and they feel the pressure that it doesn't feel foreign to them. It doesn't feel scary and it, it is much more manageable that way. So by going in little bits, I can be sure to be trying to watch and see where our horses go and, and where, where, where are they emotionally? You know, is every soft? Is their tail swishing? Are they pawing? Are they, you know, high headed? And I look for all those things to soften, soften, soften. And remember, this is just a general rule. We don't move to the next step until this step is absolutely solid. So I won't go to asking them to feel more pressure on the halter until I feel like they can feel just a little bit of pressure and come back and do that really consistently and softly. Then I'll go up to where they can feel a little bit more pressure. As much as we try to anticipate where things that might startle them or worry them or where they might go over threshold and really trying to minimize frustration. We're trying to minimize worry. We're trying to do all that. Once in a while, things you don't know that they're going to all of a sudden react really big. So we, if we can really go as slow as possible, and, and it doesn't mean we do it all in one day. Let them acclimate. Say, hey, that was a great day and end it there and come back another day. So remember that step that we just want to go slow and, and break it down to these little steps. Because really, this is what I say, slow down, you'll go faster. In the long run, we'll make faster progress and better progress and more consistent progress if we always have them saying yes, yes, yes. But if we get them to the point where we've gone too fast and we startle them or they say no or they feel overwhelmed, then oftentimes we're going to have a little bit of a setback with that. We may, we may not, but, but we don't want to risk that. So if we slow down, we'll end up in the long run going faster as we have our problem solver who thinks there's a, there's a solution in here. What could it possibly be? So it's really an important part. So when that goes good, then we'll move on to doing two cross ties and then we'll go on to, to having them walk back and forth with the same exercise. And then we will build up on duration. Can you stand here for a bit? And what does that look like? So as we, uh, as we get to that, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the homework where we go after the early preliminary stages. But cross tying to me is something it does do a lot for, and there's a lot of people that think I never, I, I, don't, I'm not, I don't need to cross tie my horse. Okay. 
And then, and I don't, I don't even need to tie my horse. I'm like, okay, I don't know what world that is, but okay, that is always a choice. But I think it's really important to prepare our horses for the real world, you know? So our horses, maybe they live at home and we think nothing will ever happen and they'll be there their entire lives. Well, what if something does happen to you? What if your horse has to go, you know, be evacuated? What if your horse has to go to you know, the clinic, the vet clinic, and has to stay there for extended periods. And you can't be there to kind of oversee all of this. I think it is really our responsibility to teach and prepare them for all the things that are part of the real world, that, that are a part of your average everyday horse world. We can do it with positive reinforcement. We can turn it all into pleasant experiences. But what, I think it's really a disservice to our horses if we don't prepare them for what that feels like and what that may look like and the things they may be exposed to that we don't plan on it. So I think that teaching them to cross tie, definitely tie, but cross tie too can be a really helpful tool to help them understand and, and have a, a very, a great way to, to be able to get them ready to have them wait for a little bit, to have them be comfortable with pieces of, of the world that can be really helpful and are frankly quite prevalent. In, in the real world they may be exposed to. And it does do a lot for your vet uh, to, to be able to work on your horse in a cross tie. And it does do a lot for the farrier to be able to work with them in a cross tie. But our job is to not put them in the cross ties, if you ask me. <laughs> and you're listening, so I guess you are. But my, I feel like my job, our job, is to make sure before we have them in a cross tie that we can prepare them for being happy in the cross ties, comfortable in the cross ties and understanding the cross ties. Okay. So that is, is it. I think most people understand what it's about, but I think what we should do is actually prepare to get ready for our time in the cross ties. So what I want you to do is we're going to go out to the barn and we're going to have our lab time. And so in the lab time, what we're going to do is go out and cross tie. So you need to consider, do you have cross ties? Do you have a place you can tie them? Do you have good footing underneath? So you want as much as you can, it'd be good to have good sensible footing. You don't, cement's not the greatest thing to have under cross ties because if they do panic, they may slip. So, so thinking about the things you can do to make safe cross ties and get your horse ready. If you're just going to do tying today, which is really a good start. Maybe you're going to kind of make cross ties later. Maybe your barn doesn't have any place where you can even do cross ties. So well, whichever it is, be, prepare your horse, get them in a nice safe halter, get your food, get your clicker, get your target and get to that good place. And then we're going to reconvene and we're going to work through it. I'm going to be bringing a horse who is young and doesn't know about the cross ties. So we will be working through that element. So mine is going to be young versus Murray, who I had to work on rebuilding. And frankly, I think rebuilding was harder than than working with a naive horse typically. So that's what we're going to do. Go ahead, turn off your podcast, get all your pieces in place. When you're ready, you turn it back on and lab time will begin. Talk to you in a minute. All righty, here we are. All right, so you should have your horse in a halter and lead rope at this point, and we want to take them to the place where you want to be working on the tying. So I have Broadway with me here today, and I'm going to bring Broadway up to the cross ties. And I have had her in the cross ties a little bit, so I know that she's not terrified of being in the cross ties. So I'm going to have her, or being in the cross 
cross-tie area. Cross-tying is another thing that we don't know quite so much about, but we, but I do know that she's not terrified of this place, but, but I'm going to just make sure that it feels comfortable in this situation and really trying to read where she is and how she's doing. Okay, so right now, what I'm going to do, actually, I'm stepping right up next to her and going to our very basic foundation, relax, clarity, calm behavior, which is just going to stand shoulder to shoulder. I am on her left side, and I'm just going to look for her to soften and keep her head to herself. So that's excellent. So I click, and I'm going to feed her there for that. So I use this a lot to start things. I'm going to do it again. Excellent. Very good. So I clicked and fed her a couple times. I gave her a couple big handfuls because I want her to know this is what we're doing. And remember this exercise because it has, we have taught it with relaxation being part of the criteria to be soft in our bodies about that, their bodies. Um, so it's something when they do perform it, they tend to kind of soften and relax when they do it again. And I think part of that is because it brings clarity. They know exactly what this exercise is and what to do with it. And I think it helps them to settle and go, yes, relaxation does bring clarity. I mean, clarity oftentimes does bring relaxation. So I think that that can help. So I'm kind of making sure I'm starting off on a good even keel that she's in a good place. She knows we're doing a session. She's showing me she can focus when we're in this area. She can practice the things she knows. So that is excellent. Okay. So now what I'm going to do, I'm just even right now what I'm going to do is just pick up the cross tie. It's we actually have cross ties. So I'm just picking up. I'm only going to do one today is my plan, but I'm going to pick up the one cross tie and just hold it up towards her to be sure that that is okay with her. Now she, okay, that it's all right. Good girl. She, she looked at it a bit and she kind of turned and took a good look at it and that's okay. But then she kind of let go of it. You know, you could tell she went, oh, that's no big deal. So I clicked and fed that portion. So when I felt like she just went, oh, it's no big deal. I said, yes, that's it. Now, if she was and stayed a little bit tense, I want you to look for gradients of relaxation. So it may not be that it's perfectly relaxed, but you say, see, it's up, it's close. And I want you to go a little bit further next time. So since my gal, Broadway did take a look at it, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to make it quite so close this time. I want her to not care about it at all. So as she's just standing there and I still have the, the lead rope. So she's still attached to me, but not to the cross tie yet. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna bring it up again. I brought it up like within four inches and she was okay, but kind of looked. So now I'm just gonna bring it up to six inches. Good, I'm click and I'm gonna feed her. Cause I like that. She really isn't worried about this time. I'm gonna repeat that, good. And I, the little repetition can go a long way. So I clicked her again. Okay, I'm gonna let her eat for a second. This next time, what I'm gonna do though, I'm gonna bring it back, back into the kind of closer to her head again. It's more like the four inches and see if, if that's still okay with her. Okay, she looks like she's about ready. Okay, and bring it up to about four inches. Great, Cl I clicked her and I'm fed her for that because that was great. That's exactly what I wanted. She didn't seem to worry at all. Okay, the next time I'm going to actually touch the clip, the, the clip to her the metal on her halter. So I'm gonna bring it up and clicked on it. Good, and she didn't care about that, so I reinforced it. So 
what I'm doing actually too, and I didn't kind of clear this point. So I was standing shoulder to shoulder. Now I'm actually standing facing her. This gives me a better look at her and, and she still has plenty of room to go around if she needed to wiggle and move around, but it gives me a better look at her and I can, she can see my two hands coming together when I think it's really important that she can kind of see as take in as much information of what is happening. And I don't want to be a surprise. I want her to know that it's coming up. So that was great. I'm going to do it again. And this time I'm going to try clipping it. So far, she looks really, really relaxed. And she, after that first kind of looking at the, the, the cross tie coming towards her, that weird rope coming at her, she seemed really good about it. So I, but, but I want a little caveat there for you people. If your horse isn't relaxed, don't follow along with me yet. I want you to stay there and repeat that until your horse really looks like he, he doesn't give a darn. And then we can move to the next stop. So just because I've got, I pick horses that I think I'm going to be able to make some progress with, but they're newer. So it doesn't mean it's everybody's horse or I would do it. You know, I may need to take more steps in another situation. So. So remember, just go at your horse's pace. All right. So this time I'm going to go ahead and go up and I'm going to click it and it is attached now. So I'm reinforcing her now. It is attached. She's just standing there. I'm reinforcing her a few handfuls. I want her to have a cheek full of food right now. So she's just thinking about eating and not being so worried about the cross ties. And as she takes the food, it, it jiggles a little bit. You know, she can hear the clinking of it. And you know that she can see the rope, the cross tie itself kind of moving a little bit. So she knows it's there and it's attached. And that's good. And I'm going to now, I'm going to let her, she has kind of a big mouthful. But I'm going to let her chew that down a little bit so that she's kind of paying attention. Not that she, she'll work with this too, but I want her to kind of have a little bit less food. Sometimes the food put it, puts in a nice buffer. So she's thinking about that more than the cross tie. But I need her to think about, I need to see her thinking about the cross tie and recognizing that she is cross tied a little bit. So I don't want to distract her to the point where I'm not, making a little bit of progress. Now, if your horse is a little more worried and if she gets a little worried, I may just stick here and just keep reinforcing this part and end here. So if I feel like it's worried, I may just stand here and work on that classic conditioning or perhaps counter conditioning, depend on where you're coming from, but really trying to build that up and make sure that this is a good experience just when it's attached. But she seems really pretty sensible right here and now. And now she's about ready for so I'm going to use the target. So I have my telescoping target, but I have it kind of short because I don't, it doesn't need to be long. And I'm just going to, and I want her to feel close to me. I know by this point in time, the horses I work with, I am a conditioned reinforcer. I do represent good things and safety. So I am being sure to have those be, um, so I'm keeping myself close enough where she can feel that and, and knows that I'm here. So now, and that's by keeping the, the stationary or the target short as opposed to long. It can help it to keep it in a smaller proximity. We can keep closer eye contact. It can feel more related to me. So now I'm going to ask her to walk forward just about with these cross ties. She could move like three feet. I'm going to ask her just to take like a foot forward. So I'm going to have the cross tie. I'm going to hold the target right out here. Hey, Broadway, can you target? 
Good girl. Good. And I reinforced her. She came and she stopped right at the target. So I clicked her and reinforced her for that. If she was worried, she may have kind of gone around the target a little bit. I still have the lead rope. So hopefully I can guide her a little bit with that for now. But I have a way to help have two communications. So I have the target and my lead rope while I'm doing the other. So that was really good. And I'm going to ask her to come up again and she touched it and I'm asking her to back and follow it through and that's perfect. I clicked and reinforced again. So that was really good. So far so good and this is what we aim for if we're hopefully we want everything to be yes 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 and quit while we're ahead. No greedy trainer <laughs> syndrome. Okay so that was really good. Now I'm going to try about a foot and a half forward this time. So it'll actually be the first was a little bit more of a poke forward this may actually be involved taking a step, which can be bigger than we may even think. So I'm going to hold it up here. Okay, Broadway, can you target? Good. And back. Good. Excellent. So she is so far so good. She doesn't seem to be really worried about it. Now, this is my question. Is she really totally aware of it or not so much? I don't really know. So what we're going to do this time, we're going to go to two feet. I think two feet now, and I'm going to go just a little bit so it creates just a little bit more pressure. So a little bit more to the outside because I want it to feel, I want her to feel it a little bit more this time since she is so sensible. Remember, only go to the next step when your horse is absolutely solid at the step before. Okay, so, and this, this is a safety thing for her, for me, for everybody. So. Okay, I'm going to ask her to kind of step off to the side and up target. Good girl. And back. Good. And I reinforced. Now, she did on that one. You could see, I could see in her eyes that kind of awareness where she, her eyes kind of got a little bit bigger. She could tell she was aware of the, the fact that she was, the cross tie was there, but she still responded very sensibly. So I think I'm going to do one more of those maybe I'll do just a little bit more pressure but I'm I think that that's where I'd like to end it for today so I'm going to ask her to go again okay Broadway you ready target <laughs> back very good now that time looked I, I went to like two and a half feet so now she's really is feeling you know I could see the the it got taught, not totally taught, but enough that you could see that there, there is now a sensation of there's something, there's a different pressure from the side on my halter. And she responded that very well. So I'm, I clicked her obviously, and I'm feeding her a bunch. Now what I'm kind of doing is working on that classic conditioning side of things. She did great. I'm giving her a jackpot while we stand here. And I'm also going to now unhook it. So I started the feeding process with it attached because she seemed like she was pretty comfortable with it so that that was all good. And then when I, I took it off during the eating process. Now, if the horse is really worried about it and I take it off, I could be actually slip into negative reinforcement. If it was aversive and then I take it off and then I feed them, I may be saying it's only when it comes off that good things happen. But in this situation, the way we did the session, she got a lot of reinforcement with the cross eye being attached. I, because this is such a safety issue, she's still eating. So we're going to give her a bit. I actually have a pan here. I have one of those rubber pans and I've, un I've 
unhooked the cross tie and I put a few handfuls down there so she can get her magnitude reinforcement, also known as a jackpot. So it's kind of an end of session cue, but I'm, I'm giving her a lot of food to, to really reinforce that little process. But because this is something that really, I mean, everything we, we do with our horses can be a safety issue. But with here, I want to be sure that we keep it in a I really want it to feel safe. I want her to feel safe. I don't want her panicking. I don't want her running off or stepping on toes or flying around the farm. So I I play it extra conservative if I feel like we have a potential for, you know, a sudden going over threshold that I can't always predict. So I assume, if that makes sense. So I think I'll just go slower and make it better so that I'm really kind of padding my way for the next step, which we can do tomorrow. So, okay, that's where I'm going to end it for her. And, you know, see where you are with your horse. But remember, less is more. So I'm going to end that. I'm going to go ahead and I am going to put her away. Uh, so she's about done now. I'm going to take her back and give her another jackpot back in her, her stall as she gets there. And then we will regroup. So what I want you to do is go ahead and we're going to uh, get her, get your horse back, finish up your session wherever you are, get your horse back, get to a good place, uh, wrap up whatever you need to in the barn, and I'll meet you back in the classroom and we will uh, regroup and, and get on with our homework a little bit. Okay. Alrighty, I hope that went as well for you as it did for me and Broadway. I know it may seem like not very much, but I, I was very pleased with the the acceptance we did have, and that's really important. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to have homework, and homework is really important because this is what helps you to where do you go from here. You don't just end there. I'm not just going to think I'm done. You know, I've got a lot to do. So clearly, we are going to need some homework and talk about what some of those steps would look like and where we can go with that. One of the things um, I do every time, I t and people always ask me, what do you feed? I feed some of their food feed from the day pretty much. So I had Cavalor with her. I had the, um, for her, we had the traditional and the tradition mix. And then I just had a couple pieces of carrots in there and a couple Cavalor crunchies. So I had some special things in there, but pretty much if I'm using these low sugar things that are part of a regular diet, this, this is part of our feed from the day. I know this, I'm working within those confines. So Cavalor is a great feed for that because it is so it's like, it's natural. <laughs> anyway, let's learn a little bit more about Cavalor feeds. Then we'll get back together and we'll work on our homework assignment. Cavalor is a horse feed supplement and care product company that was founded in Belgium 30 years ago. And they have been producing feed for the U.S. market since 2012. Its nutrition is based in the way horses are meant to eat. Cavalor's philosophy is based around mimicking the horse's natural diet and how they would eat in the wild while recognizing that the demands we put on them today are different than wild horses of long ago. One of the things I love about Cavalor is that their products are natural, backed by research and science, and are proven to be effective. That's why Cavalor was a feat of choice for over 100 riders in the most recent World Equestrian Games, for riders in every discipline and from countries around the world. Not only do they make feed, but they also have a complete line of supplements and care products. If you've struggled with any kind of nutritional issue with your horse, you know that all products 
don't really work as advertised. So that's why Cavalier is unique. Their products don't make it to the market until they have been proven effective in making noticeable differences in the issue a horse is facing. A lot of times we have behavioral issues with horses, but a lot of these issues actually have a nutritional root. With the positive reinforcement or clicker training, we strive to help the horses to be truly happy. To me, part of that, that philosophy, well, really a big part of that philosophy, includes making sure I'm doing everything I can to ensure their emotional as well as physical well-being. There's no denying that a good diet is a huge factor in that equation. The best part of Cavalar's team is that, is that they're so easy to work with. You can reach out to them through their website or Facebook page, and a real live person will call you back to personally talk you through your horse's nutrition. Learn more about the products at www.cavalor.us or reach out to them through their Facebook page, Cavalor North America. You'll be glad you did. Well, cross tying is uh, something that I really like to have my horses do. So we started step one of that. Now, I did say already that it may seem like such a small little step. Sometimes these sessions, my sessions are often 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes. They're not really long sessions because so much is learned in that short time. So it's really important with something like this that we go slow enough and not take it for granted. We can really get used to all of our mature horses that are so good with the cross ties. We're like, it's not that big a deal. But to them, it really can be. And we have to remember, this is their reality. So if they're worried, we can't poo-poo it. We have to be sure that we're reading those things and thinking your eyes look a little big or your eye, your lip looks a little tight or whatever it might be so we can respect those things. Okay, so where do we go from here? Well, clearly... And, and also another thing I'm going to say by ending this session, which could be a kind of a worrisome session and maybe, you know, a little like I'm not sure by it. She got hooked to the cross eyes. She felt a little pressure. Good things happen. I reinforced, reinforced. And we went home with nothing bad happening. There is a lot of learning from the moment she went home and thought, well, that wasn't so bad. I could do that again. And I think that's also important to realize that that learning continues past that immediate training session. So from here, we want to clearly get it where we can get them feeling more and more pressure. They can go up and they can go up even maybe a little quicker. So I'm going slow where I'm saying just slowly take a step up, a deliberate step, deliberate back. I think slow is really slow and deliberate is very important for me. And I made sure that she did that. And that in her other exercises, we also work on slow and deliberate. So she could just step up to that target a little bit and then come back. And that was all great. And I also knew before going into this that she could follow the target back. And I really, um, that that is a way that I could help set her up for success. But hopefully you've done that too in your targeting exercises. But if not, that's something that you can strengthen a little bit. Um, and so from here, I'm going to go to where there's more pressure. And then I'm going to ask her to come over towards the middle of the cross ties. So the pressure is going to be kind of directly from the side. I'm going to repeat the same side, the same process with the other cross tie. Now, Having them on two cross ties can be very different for some horses. For some, it's like, I got it. I got it from the first one. But again, I, I play it safe and go slow and make sure that I don't take for granted that that sensation might not be startling. She may feel trapped. So I will do the same thing where we can take steps forward, steps back, following that target back to neutral. So go up, feel the pressure, come back to neutral. Go back, feel the pressure, come up to neutral. Go to the side, come back to neutral. Go to the side, come up to neutral. 
So that will be the next thing that I will work on. The And I also will keep the cross. I, a lot of times I do keep the um, lead rope during that process. So I have a way to bring a familiar communication of the lead rope and the halter so that they can, if I have to go, hey, remember, I'm still here. And sometimes that attachment can actually feel kind of secure for them and feel very comfortable and again, familiar. Then what I'll do, we want to then start taking off the lead rope and say, now you're in just the cross ties. So, and I reinforce that quite a bit as they get used to it. And then the next thing I, I tend to start doing is I will then start waiting just a beat. So I will, instead of kind of being right on it, I will stand for just a minute and let them kind of go, okay, what's next? You know that when we're working with them and they're going, yeah, I get it. What do I do now? What do I do now? Oh, I stand, I relax, I keep my head away. And you can integrate that into the cross tie process. Stand shoulder to shoulder and say, we just stand here a bit. And then step a little bit further away and have it just be just a little bit longer. And when I mean a little bit longer, I mean seconds longer. So you know when your horse finishes chewing and then they're like, okay, what are we doing next? And it's that kind of, it's a pregnant pause where they're like, okay, and build that up a little bit more, a little bit more until you can get a little bit further away and further away. The other thing that you can also do before you ask them to do anything in the cross ties, go back to being sure that in the cross ties, they can lift their foot. You can curry them. You can, you know, rub their belly. You can touch them all over. Do that part. You can go unhook the stuff and go back, unhook the cross ties and go back to just practicing that exercise standing in the cross tie area and then go back when that's going well and you're sure that they're good with that, then you can go back to cross tying and then saying, hey, can you lift your foot? And remember, I wouldn't, remember in our first, one of our earlier um, things when we talked about uh, lifting feet in one of our earlier lessons that was, let me check, let me see what one was that. We taught them to lift their feet. And that part is really hoof handling. It was at, it was lesson seven. And in lef lesson seven, we taught them to lift their own foot. We didn't just immediately go to grab their foot. So I want you to go back, even though you may be able to hold their foot in all different situations, in this situation, being in the cross tie, where there is some confinement, I want you to go back and say, just ask them to lift a foot. Doesn't mean you need to hold the foot yet. They need to feel they're free to put their feet down if they need to. So just ask them that they can lift each foot and then work your way back in to saying, and can I hold your foot? But be very conducive to letting them have it back if they need to, because this seems like a little thing, but it can really be a really big thing for some horses. And I think that's why we can get in such trouble with it. So I want you to work on that and then work on when those things are going good, you can curry, you can groom, you can do whatever you want to do in the cross ties. The next thing I really do is then start to see if I can, you know, we've worked on a little bit of standing next to them and being in the area where we can intervene very quickly. Well, pretty soon I want to be able to walk away if I need to. So I will walk away around a corner. I'm still going to be in earshot. I can hear if those cross ties start clinking. I can hear if hooves start kind of dancing. I can, I can even peek around the corner and see what they're doing. But I want to build it up to where I can kind of comfortably walk away and do things and walk around and come back and that they can just stand there and realize this is just a place I've just am good and I'm waiting here. So it's not... You're not trying to say like you have to be here and you don't have any choice. It's like you do have a choice and I want you to be comfortable and happy here. So this becomes a place that feels safe for them. One of the things that's really important 
and this is a thing that just happens with the training, each of these little components tends to become something that starts to feel safe. The trailer becomes something they start to be like, I love the trailer. It's a safe place. I want the cross ties to feel the same way. I don't want them to tolerate the cross ties and you don't either. You want them to like the cross ties, to want to be there, to think good things happen in the cross ties. So that does a lot. It puts a lot of, uh, it does pad the way. It puts a lot of weight there in that side of things. So we do have trust in our trust bank. We have money in the account that they can go, yes, okay, I like this. And and sometimes in the cross ties, things that aren't so great are going to happen down the road. So at some point in time, a lot of horses are going to have an injury that needs to be addressed and cleaned and the vet has to come or that you have to wrap or you have to, whatever it is. And so we want to be sure that more often than not, the, the cross ties are a great thing to happen. So just build it up slowly and take your time. Anyway, so I think that will help you out. And again, only go to the next step when your horse is good with the other. And I want you to sometimes go back to the cross tie. They're in it for a minute. You feed them a lot and take them away. So it doesn't always mean it's 20 minutes in the cross tie or 40 minutes in the cross tie. Sometimes they're just in and out. So a little bit of variety in there will help keep them guessing and keep it from being a drudgery. We want to be sure it's something they like. Okay, well... I think that about does it. Hopefully that all makes sense to you and you guys will have lots of things to practice on because there's a lot of a lot of room to grow in that exercise. If you want to learn more about me or positive reinforcement training, of course, you can go to um, my website, which I mentioned earlier, which is on-target-training.com. You can also um, go to Terranova trainingcenter.com. That is where I'm based out of. This is where I do... Uh, clinics and such, um, and workshops and all the training. So this is, so terranovatrainingcenter.com can give you an idea of schedule and things that are coming up. And you can listen to this episode, this lesson on most any of your favorite podcast player. You can listen on the Horse Radio Network app, which is available for iOS and Android. It is super easy to use. Having the app, of course it's free, but having the app is, a uh, it just makes it simple and easier to follow. But there's also all sorts of great shows on the Horse Radio Network, which it, there there's all different disciplines, just fun ones. There's serious ones. There's there's for learning. It is great. So go to www.horseradionetwork.com. You search around and see what tickles your fancy. All righty. Well, that's going to do it for now. Until next time, enjoy getting your horse on target. <laughs> 